Hey, what is going on? I feel like it's been forever since we've been able to sit down and chat. What do you think, Brian? It does feel like it's been a while, and that's probably the most energetic you've ever been to start the podcast. I mean, that literally just shocked my system right there. I need to kind of like gain my recomposure here after that. Listening to the feedback and all the people that have been listening, it's super awesome to hear you guys be out there listening to us chat about the things that are super important to us and that we're passionate about. This is episode three. Today, we're going to be talking about weight loss different tips, how to get started, how to stay motivated through the weight loss journey, and how to keep going after you've met your goal and to keep yourself motivated throughout the maintenance uh, phase of weight loss. So Brian, what do you think? Good topic today? I love the topic. I think it's really good. I mean, weight loss is obviously something that needs to be discussed in our society. Absolutely crazy what's going on with numbers in terms of obesity and the amount of people that are being diagnosed with being overweight and even obesity now, just the amount of people that, that you know, classify as that. So this is a very, very important topic. I know a lot of people have been asking us questions about this topic, and I'm ready to get into it, man. I'm so excited. So weight loss, weight loss in general. A lot of people are doing it. A lot of people are getting into these crazy diets. A lot of people are trying some pretty ridiculous things to lose weight. In your experience, Brian, I mean, how have you handled weight loss? The people around you handled weight loss? You work in a fitness facility. Um, what type of trends do you see? Uh, and what tips can you give to somebody starting a weight loss journey? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think first and foremost, number one, having a goal of what it is that you want to accomplish is the big thing. Now, weight loss in general is a good goal, but it is very, very general. Getting specific is a good thing. Maybe talking with your personal trainer or maybe just thinking about it yourself and saying, how much weight do I want to lose? What is the number that I'm shooting for? Just having that target alone is going to make a big difference in whatever it is that you choose to do. So in my experience now, 20 years of working in the fitness industry, people that have goals, I mean, they're going to succeed more than people that do not have goals. And the more specific, the better. And the other thing that I would recommend is just to start simple and start doing things consistently. I've seen it time and time again, the people that are consistent, that go to the gym and just stick with it over the course of time are gonna get the best results. Don't expect to see any crazy numbers, any crazy weight loss within the first week or two. You know, Stay consistent, make this a lifestyle change. So those are the two things that I would say just off the top of my head is having a specific goal and staying consistent and disciplined on the plan. In terms of the actual exercise program that you do, there are so many good ones out there. Find a good personal trainer. You can go to bodybuilding.com. You can go to any, so many different websites out there and find a good exercise program and then just stick to it. That's the key. Now, that those are the things that come to the top of my head. Lex, as a personal trainer, I know you've helped a ton of people. What would you say to that in terms of uh, your best recommendations for weight loss? Yeah, just to piggyback off your goal mentioned there, you got to find specific goals, right? Smart goals. You've all heard of those things. People talk about them. Um, you learned about in school. In, in respect to being in weight loss, you got to find a goal that's going to motivate you throughout this journey. Whether that's you want to look better, you want to feel better. Maybe you want to look better for your spouse or significant other. Maybe you want to look better because... Uh, that's just what's going to motivate you in the mirror, right? You don't like what you see in the mirror. You want to get rid of those flag arms, as some people call them. Uh, your your thighs are not looking good. Your stomach just sticks out too much. And that's okay. You know, you don't 
you talk about being vain. That's okay. If that's what motivates you to lose weight, then so be it. Be a little vain. That's what's going to push you through. If you went to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, you need to lose 10, 20 pounds, maybe that's enough to motivate you to lose some weight. Whatever it takes for you to lose the weight and stay motivated throughout this whole process, that's what you need to stick to. Um, and it's setting up small goals until you, set to, until you crush those big goals. That's going to be important too. So let me refer back to the health version of this. Maybe you need to lose five pounds in the next month before you get to that 20 pound weight loss goal. That's going to be important for you to crush first until you hit the big goals. So not being afraid of setting those big goals is great, but also setting up macro or micro goals till you hit those, that big macro goal at the end point. So five pounds here, five pounds there, two pounds here until you hit that 20 pound goal. You know, just to set those things up so you can crush your goal and not be scared that the goal is too big for you. Um, so that's what I would recommend. Find a specific goal that's going to help motivate you throughout this process and don't stop until you get there. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's really, really good. So l let me ask you a question. So if you're working with a client, let's say it's like the typical person that might be listening right now. Maybe they have 20 to 30 pounds to lose. That would be kind of a typical number these days, I would say, maybe 20 to 40 pounds. If you set the goal with them that they're going to lose 40 pounds, what is a good like small benchmark goal like you were just talking about? Would you advise somebody like, hey, it's our goal to lose maybe two pounds a week? Do you get do you break it down by the week or do you prefer more like, hey, we'll check in again in two weeks and I expect that you'll be down whatever, four pounds? How, how do you approach that with people? Let's say it's somebody that needs to lose 30 pounds. Yeah. So I basically take a look at their lifestyle, take a look at their schedule and see how much work they're willing to put in. Um, everybody has different lifestyle patterns, and I try to talk to them to see what's going to be more realistic for them to hit. Um, I would say healthy and aggressive goal coming three to four times a week. You can probably lose about two pounds a week, two and a half pounds a week, and that's being healthy and aggressive. So two, four, six, eight pounds a month, um, you can still maintain a healthy attitude. You can lose the weight you want to. We set realistic expectations for you so we're not in over our head when we start. So if you plan on only coming once a week, and maybe even doing some flexibility stuff on another day, you got to set your goals or your expectations a little bit lower. Maybe you're only losing a half a pound a week and you got to plan for maybe a year to lose that weight. Um, so it really all depends on how much work you want to put in and how aggressive you want to be towards your goal. And we got to be realistic about it. I like that. And the other thing that I would add to that too, I think that's a great philosophy on goal setting is initially if you've been the kind of person that's maybe eating more than you should you're probably you know maintaining some water weight that uh, is going to be noticeable and if you start dieting in any sense and making some good healthy choices i would assume within the first week or two you're probably going to lose more weight mm -hmm. and then what can tend to happen is people will lose a decent amount of weight in the first week and then maybe by week number two they don't lose as much and they'll let that mess with their head right. and they'll think oh i lost i lost you know eight pounds the first week and now the second week i only lost one and a half pounds i must be doing something wrong my body's slowing down right but i think that's the most important thing is just to remember you're going to lose a lot of water weight especially if you're sticking to a nice good healthy diet you're drinking a lot more water so don't let that mess with your head either Right, especially if you have a higher body composition to start with. Uh, if you're extremely overweight or you're obese to the point where um, you're just big and you're going to be losing a lot of weight right away, uh, and that's going to come off right away, and then you might hit that plateau like Brian was mentioning. So the biggest thing here is to stay patient, uh, 
follow a calorie deficit if you want to stick to losing weight. You got to be consistent with it. And Brian mentioned consistency. It's all about being consistent with your workouts, being consistent with your deficit, and knowing that if you fuck up one time or another, you got to get right back on track. Um, I always use this analogy. Uh, no one got skinny from one salad and no one got fat from one cookie. So if you mess up, that's okay. Don't be too hard on yourself. Uh, you can always bounce back the next day and get right back to your deficit. That's awesome. I love that phrase, by the way. I might, I might write that down. That's a good one. Um, yeah, the other thing, too, is even if, let's say, you lose half a pound a week, maybe the week prior you lost two pounds, and then this week you lost a half of a pound, pat yourself on the back. You just <laughs> lost half a pound. You're moving in the right direction. Don't have this you know, expectation every single week that you need to lose two pounds or whatever. If you lost half a pound, good for you. You lost a quarter of a pound, good for you. Maybe you still want to make adjustments. You still want to increase, you know, maybe decrease the calories a little bit, whatever the case is, but at least give yourself credit if you're heading in the right direction. Don't let your mind mess with you too much on that. A lot of people think a half a pound isn't a lot of weight, right? They're like, I only lost a half a pound this week. Guess what? If you lost a half a pound every week for a whole entire year, you've almost lost 25 pounds. That's huge. Now you come in the gym and grab a 25 pound dumbbell and tell me that isn't a lot of weight. That is huge. Really? That's, that's huge. So, so don't be down on yourself for only losing a half a pound a week. You're making progress. And that's what the most important part is here. Making progress and understanding that you get got to give yourself some congrats sometimes. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more with that. And what Lex just said is actually a really, really cool exercise. If you're ever in the gym, grab a 45 pound plate and hold it up to your chest and just like literally walk around with it for a little bit and just think, wow, if I were to lose 40 pounds, this is what I'm carrying around <laughs> on me right now. And what he just said is so true. Even if you lost half a pound a week. And Sign you... the waiver first. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sign the waiver first. Exactly. But that's a really, really good uh, analogy just to show, wow, you can accomplish a lot even if you're just making little, little progress changes each week. Really good analogy. We talked about setting a calorie deficit. Now, I mentioned that briefly um, can you explain what a calorie deficit is really quick? Um, I know I try to do my best to explain it to my clients. Um, it's uh, burning, more, burning more than you consume per day in order for you to lose weight. So can you touch base on that a little bit, Brian? Yeah, I mean, basically, Lex just said it right there. He gave the perfect definition. So it's really just kind of starting with creating that deficit right there based off of that and then making adjustments over time. Now, this is going to be really, really um, good advice, I think, if you can find a personal trainer or you can find a fitness professional that can help you calculate that. There are little extra factors in there like your age, other various medical things that may factor into that. But just starting with just creating that deficit in general is going to be a good thing. And then you can always make adjustments over time. Um, that's what I would recommend in, is just start with that, create the deficit, decide on a number. And then over time, if you need to continue to increase the deficit, you can. If you notice that the weight's not coming off as quick as you would like, maybe you need to cut away an extra 100 calories a day uh, and, and start with that. And then maybe an extra 150 calories a day. It all depends on your exercise level, the, the amount of exercise you're doing, um, what your metabolic rate is, any medications you're taking, things like that. And that's where a good fitness professional can be helpful there. Um, what would be uh, your thoughts on that, Lex? 
So the idea here, let me, let's do some nerd math here. I know you guys are super interested in science and, and a lot of nerd stuff here. So I'm going to give you a, an example here. So if we have an individual come in here and needs to lose, you know, 10 pounds and we need to set their calorie deficit up, what we would do is we would figure out their BMR, their basal metabolic rate. Uh, that basal metabolic rate ends up being, we would do a simple formula that I would do in studio with, with the client. And that basal metabolic rate ends up being about 1800 calories. So if I want them to lose one pound per week, I would take 500 fewer calories from their BMR to create this deficit. So 500 fewer calories over the course of seven days equals 3,500 calories. And Brian, how many calories do we need to burn in order to lose one pound of fat? 3,500 calories. That is not craziness. That is not magician sorcery stuff. That is science. Yep. In order to lose one pound of fat per week, you need to burn at least 3,500 calories uh, a week. So that's 500 calories less than what you consume per day, seven days a week. It is guaranteed that you will lose a pound a week. 500 fewer calories than what you would consume per day is equal to 3,500 calories per week. And that's the objective here. You got to burn at least one pound of fat. You got to, it comes down to numbers and science. As long as you can do those things for me, stay in your calorie deficit, you're guaranteed to lose weight. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Absolutely right. And the other thing too is, you know, over the course of time, Lex was talking about your basal metabolic rate, kind of your resting you know, rate at which your body, you know, burns energy, that is going to go up over time, which is going to help as well. So not only if that's a great way to attack it is not only are you reducing your caloric intake, but if you're building some lean muscle mass and you're doing some great cardiovascular training, that basal metabolic rate is going to increase. You're going to burn more calories throughout the day just for being alive, just sitting at your desk working or sleeping at night, you will be burning more calories as a result. So that's the best way to attack it, reducing those calories, but also increasing that basal metabolic rate. A lot of people out there at this time have very messed up metabolisms. And if you've been trying crazy dieting over the years and, and severely restricting your calories and doing various things, your, your metabolism might be very screwed up and it might be very, very low. So just alone putting in those exercise programs and sticking to them consistently, your metabolism is going to boost up big time. That's another thing to, to factor in. Yeah, and that's why resistance training is just so important for you guys. We got to put on that lean muscle, that lean muscle, and that's what's going to help boost your your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. Uh, to, as Brian was mentioning, you're burning more calories just sitting there doing nothing, and that's because you have more lean muscle mass on your body. And that's our goal here when we tell you guys that resistance training is so important. It's so important that you lift weights. It's so important that you lift heavy. It's so important that you go beyond that threshold of what your body can handle sometimes. It's because we want to put that lean muscle on your body because it's going to help you in the long run to burn more calories and to get the body that you want. Well, Lex, uh, let's just say I'm a, a typical woman out there that maybe is interested in getting into weightlifting, getting into working out. But Lex, I don't really want to put any muscle on because if I put muscle on, I'm going to look big. I'm going to look like uh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to feel too strong. I'm just, I'm not going to feel as feminine. What would you say to a lot of women out there that might be hesitant when they hear you talk about putting lean muscle mass on? What would your response be to that? I'd say there, there, let's go lift some weight. <laughs> That's not going to happen. You are not going to get big and bulky by lifting weights. Should women lift heavy? The only answer to this is yes. Yes, you should. Yep. You should challenge yourself. You should want to lift heavy. You should want to lift weights. 
Because again, we're referring back to putting lean muscle on the body. You have to lift heavy and you have to do resistance training if you want to put that lean muscle on. Don't be afraid about getting big and bulky. You guys don't understand how hard, incredibly hard it is to get big and bulky. You have to consume a, an enormous amount of calories and you have to lift an absurd amount of weight in conjunction with those two to get big and bulky. And your bodies are just not going to do that. And, and again, we as personal trainers are just not going to put you through that. So you don't have to worry about that. Again, the big purpose here is getting in the weight room and lifting some weight. Absolutely. And the other thing, too, for all the ladies listening out there, you know, guys, it's going to be much easier for us to put on weight if we focus on trying to do so because the, the hormonal makeup is different for us. Obviously, we have more testosterone. Um, we have things that make it a little bit easier for us to pack that muscle on. So, again, like Lex just said, don't worry about it. Strength training and lifting heavy is one of the absolute best things you can do again, to boost your basal metabolic rate, to get stronger, and to assist with weight loss. Believe it or not, putting on lean muscle is going to help you burn more body fat, and we promise you, you are, you are going to look fantastic as a result. It's not about trying to look like a bodybuilder. It's just trying to look strong. It's trying to look toned, and there are so many celebrities and various professionals out there that lift weights, and, and you should go look and see what they do, and they look amazing. They don't look bulky. They don't look any they just they look strong and that's what we want for you too strong and healthy it's hard work i mean it's empowering it's inspiring to others to be strong and to look strong uh, nothing beats the feeling of strong and i want you to remind you of that you're going to feel stronger when you're doing daily activities around the house and you're not going to need the help of other people because you yourself are going to be able to do it because you've been putting in the work and you're going to feel that much stronger and that much more able to do the things that you want to do without needing somebody else's help so that's huge you just want to feel strong, and I want you to feel strong. I want you to feel empowered every single day you wake up, and I want you to look back at the, all your hard work that you've done in the gym and be proud of yourself. That's, that's, that's what's most important. Absolutely. And the other thing, too, with strength training, I'll just add in one more thing. Strength training is so important for just the little things in life. For instance, working in the fitness industry, I talk to so many various people about their, their various goals and things they want to achieve. I can't tell you how much joy it gives me if I, I get somebody going, you know, with some sort of a gym membership and, and they start an exercise program and all of a sudden they come to me and they tell me, Brian, do you know how awesome it is? I can pick up my granddaughter now. I, I never was able to do that. Every time I would try to pick my granddaughter up, my back would hurt. Or right. now I can carry the groceries from my car to the kitchen. We all have different starting points and goals, but those are the things that strength training is going to help with. I've had people tell me now I can walk up and down the stairs. I wasn't able to do that before. Well, that's because you're doing squats. That's because you're doing lunges. So the strength training isn't necessarily just about putting muscle on, but it's about training your body to be able to do all those kinds of tasks, especially as you get older. And especially being a woman, you absolutely want to keep those bones strong. And uh, osteoporosis is a big problem. When we stress our bones with exercise and with weightlifting, you are going to strengthen those bones, strengthen those muscles, and that's going to help keep you healthy and strong for a really, really long time. That is so awesome. Great info. Man, you're like an, you're like an walking audiobook, I think. That's Seriously. What it like. You know what? I think, I think I need to write a book right now. I think I'm quitting the podcast and I'm just going to write a book. I'm done, Lex. Flex yeah. Talk's been fun. We have a 10 uh, show deal. So <laughs> That's right. So no, no, no. So stepping back a little bit, again, set goals, 
stick to your calorie deficit, be consistent and lift some weights. Those are the biggest things that I have to mention to you that Brian and I have mentioned to you that if you want to lose weight, you got to be consistent with it. Uh, find a good family that's going to hold you accountable. Find a good trainer that's going to hold you accountable and stick with them as long as you can, because until you get to that goal, um, you're going to hit a lot of trials and, and challenges and some failures, and you're going to want to give up. Uh, but the best thing for you is to not give up. Keep going. Uh, trust those that are holding you accountable. Trust the whole process uh, of weight loss and this whole journey, and then you're going to get to your end goal, and you're going to feel so good about accomplishing that uh, along with those failures and challenges that you've overcome. Um, you're just going to feel that much better about yourself by hitting your end goal and uh, just don't quit. Don't give up. That's the best advice that I can give for you. Um, what do you think, Brian? I, I think that was very well said. Get after it, everybody. Get after it. Start a program if you haven't done it yet. Get going. Get on the Internet. Find a program. Find a gym. Find a trainer. Stick to it. Be consistent. Set a goal and get going, get moving, because the goal's not going to accomplish itself. you got to get out there and you got to do it. So well said, Lex, well said. Yeah, the motivation's going to come and go. You're not going to have the motivation every single day to get to the gym. Uh, you know, I work with people right now that come to the gym that are, that are tired, that are upset from work, that, that uh, had a bad day. Um, but you, you got to throw that stuff out the window and understand that your goals are what's important here. you got to do what's best for you. Uh, get, get your mind right. Um, get focused on the task at hand for 45 minutes. I want you to come in here and give your all. Um, so uh, we want to make sure that we're doing things correctly. The form is right. So if we get sloppy and we're not doing things correctly, uh, you know, things are going to uh, things are going to slack a little bit and you don't want to hurt yourself out in the gym floor. All right. And I'd like to transition to a question from our listeners portion of this podcast. This is something new that I asked for suggestions of what people actually wanted to learn about more uh, with our conversation. So uh, this question is from Susie. Um, she is a client of mine. She says, what tips can you give people to see through the BS and marketing of workout supplements? Are there things to look for when choosing supplements and what makes you trust them? What do you think, Brian? That's a very, very good question. And the supplement industry is just, it can be very, very confusing because there isn't really a ton of oversight on the supplement industry in terms of government regulation. So a lot of times these supplement companies, some of them can get away selling things that they claim to be true, which are not. So this is a really, really good question. I think number one, the best thing to look at is to learn the ingredients of what you're taking. Now that's going to take a little bit of, you know, studying on your end to try to figure out what are all of these things? What what does dextrose mean? What is beta alanine? What are all of these things? You know, you you can you're smart enough to sit there and take the time to figure those things out for sure. You want to know what you're putting in your body. The the second thing to be aware of would be if there are any sort of you know, blends or matrixes, they call them, where if you're taking a supplement, like let's say a pre-workout, a lot of times they will, these companies will kind of blend everything together and they won't give you the specific ingredients. Go out of your way, do your due diligence and contact these companies and try to figure out what is in the blend that I'm taking. Um, so that way you know. But I would say probably the most important thing is go off what other people say that actually take the products. Marketing is very, very powerful. So if you walk into a GNC or you go to bodybuilding.com, there are going to be a lot of extraordinary claims made by these companies about various products and supplements. The best thing you can do 
go to the website for the supplement and read real reviews from real people that take them. So for instance, if you're looking at taking a, a, a pre-workout, you want a little bit of an energy boost, what are other people online saying about it? Go to Amazon, go to whatever, bodybuilding.com, read the reviews and see what other people say. Does it make people feel tired? Does it make people feel tingly? Does it work? Do people like it? And that's really ultimately the best way to figure it out. And then well, one more thing I would add too would be just consulting with your physician, just making sure that they're on board with what you're taking, talk to them about it. Um, a lot of doctors aren't specifically educated in the fitness realm in terms of supplements, but if you're thinking of taking something like creatine or some sort of protein powder, wouldn't hurt to talk to your physician about it and just make sure that they're in support of what you're doing. What, what would you say, Lex? Obviously, you make a lot of recommendations to people. People probably ask you this all the time. Um, what would you say? Does your physician lift, bro? That's, yeah. what, that's what I would say. I would take a look at them and be like, hey, do you work out? If not, why am I trusting you? No. Good I, question. It is a good question. So, yeah. It might, it might be time to get a new doctor. So, yeah, you want to make sure that you trust what you're taking. I worked at GNC for quite some time, and I spent hours beyond hours of research trying to make sure that I was educated before I made a proper suggestion. So I did my uh, due diligence. I, I researched and I, I made sure that I was uh, uh, spewing out the, the correct information to these clients that were inquiring. So even to this day, um, I want the client, my own clients to trust what I'm recommending because I put in the time and effort to uh, uh, learn about these different ingredients. So in terms of you being my client, I want to make sure that you trust me that I'm making the proper recommendation that I want you uh, to have in order for you to reach your goals. So if you have weight loss goals, I'm going to suggest protein. I'm going to suggest a multivitamin. And I'm going to suggest an omega-3 just because I believe that that's the foundational supplement of choice that you should be taking in order for you to get to those goals. So again, that just goes back to you having specific goals and learning what you should be taking in order to enhance those goals or for you to be a little bit more aggressive into those goals. So if you had uh, weight gaining uh, a goal and that was your goal to gain weight, uh, I wouldn't suggest for you to take a fat burner and those type of things. So there's different goals, uh, different remedies and different prescriptions for those goals too. So just make sure you trust the source Trust where you're getting that information from. Do your own research and make sure that you can see through the BS marketing. If you see that it's a lot of advertisements going on and you see a lot of uh, popular Hollywood, Hollywood icons promoting these items, uh, they're probably getting paid a lot of money to endorse those products. So uh, you want to ask for somebody else's opinion. And like, to, like Brian was saying, look at the reviews. Make sure that you're reading those reviews carefully and make sure you understand the ingredients that are going into your body. If half of those ingredients you can't even pronounce, it's probably not a good idea to put it in your body. So stay simple. Uh, don't go overly crazy with the ingredient listings. Um, you know, again, even with protein bars as, a, as an example, you want to make sure that you're choosing simple ingredients and not something that's overwhelmed with a bunch of, uh, you know, riffraff. Uh, just make sure you're staying simple. Um, you want to stick to the basics and then just work from there. Absolutely. And, and I think I would agree with you as well. If we were going to just um, come with a list right now, Lex, of, you know, maybe just the standard person listening that wants to get into losing weight, they want a supplement list, I would agree with you that a very good protein source is going to be good, some kind of a protein shake, and there are many, many good options out there. Just take a look at the label, make sure uh, that there's not like a bunch of added sugar or anything like that. 
Um, if you've never tried a pre-workout before, you've probably heard the term, which is generally going to be some kind of a drink that you can take, which will give you a little bit of a caffeine boost before your workout. That's something that you can always experiment with, especially if you're dealing with caffeine. You may want to check with your physician first just to make sure if you have any health issues or blood pressure issues, you want to make sure that's something you can take. And I could not agree any more with what Lex said, which is a good omega supplement. Um, it, those are going to be so good if you can get those, like especially like those fish oils in. There's so much uh, research behind that 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 can really aid with fat loss. And it's really, really good for your body, good for your health in general. So yeah. I think uh, good protein powder, omegas, and potentially even a pre-workout if it's something you want to try. Yeah, if you're working out, there's not one client or one person that should be leaving the gym without a pre uh, protein supplement. You got to have protein. Uh, you got to have protein throughout the day. Even if you're not working out, you should be drinking protein as a, as a, as a daily part of your diet. Um, everybody needs more protein. I, I see that that's one of the biggest lacking uh, supplements in people's diet is they just don't have enough protein. So protein sources. So eat more protein, build that lean muscle. Uh, it ha has a number of different benefits that go on in the body. We don't have time to explain them all. Let's just say it's really good for you to consume more protein. Absolutely. And it's just a supplement. It's just something that you can use to supplement what you're doing. So, you know, even if you're eating really, really well and you're, you know, eating some good healthy chicken breasts throughout the day or tuna or lean beef of some kind, that's all good. But having that supplement is just a great way to take in some extra protein without feeling like you have to constantly be cooking and coming up with ways, you know, various meats to eat. And a lot of these protein powders, they taste really good. It's almost like a treat. It's like a fun way to take in some protein. And uh, if it tastes like chocolate or vanilla or something, what a fun way to just kind of feel like you're getting a little treat while also uh, staying healthy. So I'm with you, man. I'm all about the protein. I, I think it's a good idea. Stay away from fat burners if you're not working out. Mm. Just like Brian said. It's only going to supplement what your ass is doing. That's right. If your ass is sitting on the couch and you're taking a fat burner, it's only going to supplement your ass sitting on the couch. <laughs> so be pay attention, okay? Just don't take fat burners to get ready for the summer because it's not going to do anything but elevate your heart rate and stimulate you for no reason at all. You might as well be just be drinking a monster at that, at that rate. So if you're willing to put in the work in the gym and you're willing to put in the work to do uh, you know, the grind, the gritty stuff in the gym to make sure that you're getting the weight off, then you can supplement with those things, and that's where it's going to enhance your results. Supplements do just that. They're just supplementing what you are doing in the gym or your daily life. So great question, Susie. I hope we answered that for you. A lot of uh, We get passionate about it. We talk about a lot of things, and we get passionate with our energy when we hear, hear things that we're really passionate about and we want to answer. So great question. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, today's topic was about weight loss, how to motivate yourself, um, how to get started, how to stay motivated throughout the process and how to continue to stay motivated even when you've met your goal. So we had a great question from Susie. Um, we're just getting over some colds here and uh, Brian's been doing great. Uh, he's been making tremendous gains in his uh, fitness journey. So uh, we're just feeling overall good, ready for a great weekend. 
Yeah, and one other thing I wanted to say too, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, if you're liking these discussions, you're finding it beneficial, can you do us a huge favor? We want this message to get out. We, we both of us truly believe working in this industry, we believe in the power of health and fitness and weight training and cardio and nutrition. Help us get the message out. Can you please share this with podcast with somebody if you really, really enjoyed it? If there's somebody out there that you think would benefit from it, please feel free to share it on your social media, text your friends, text your coworkers, anybody that you might think would benefit. We really appreciate it. And also, if you're on any of the streaming services that, that you're listening to this, like Apple Podcasts or anything, if you can do us a huge favor and subscribe to the podcast or like the podcast, that helps us out big time to get the message out. So we very much appreciate your support. Absolutely. That's great. Didn't, I mean, wouldn't you want to support a guy with a voice like that? That's great. Oh, stop it. I bet you say that to all the guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another awesome, awesome topic. Have a good weekend, everybody.